When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, the third thing that impacted me to, to really give me that community sense was being shot. I was a part of a what turned out to be an attempted murder-suicide. For all of those who are listening, I, it was nonviolent. It was no drugs or any type of sex, crime, anything weird like that. Somebody broke into my house. Come to find out I knew the person. But we, of course, had a, a physical tussle, which was like fighting for your life, literally. So I've been there in a space where I can relate to soldiers who have been diagnosed with everything from PTSD to psychosis. I understand what that is to go from zero to a million and with no recourse if you don't succeed. Thanks all for tuning in to Dreamcatchers, where we make things happen. Dreamcatchers was formally launched to unlock the hidden potential in successful, self-motivated individuals who desire to take their life's work to the next level but need support to evolve. We are a collective group of professionals with various backgrounds that use our talents to assist those individuals in realizing their wildest dreams by providing education, inspiration, and direction. This podcast is where we share the lessons we've learned along the way to catching our dreams and give you some context around the how and the why to each approach to put you further ahead on the journey to catching your dream. Are you ready? Hey, everybody. It's your host, Jerome. Welcome to the Dream Catchers podcast. Believe it or not, I went digging through the crates and found the OG. <laughs> Man, big bro from Pine Forest. This guy has no idea how much I've looked up to him when I walked through those doors as a freshman and saw the things he was doing. It's Bryce McLean. Bryce, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, man. What's going on? Glad to be here. Glad to be a part of what you have going on here at Myers Methods, man. Um, Impressed. Impressed. (laughs) Man, so Bryce reached out off of a LinkedIn post. You guys know I do those walking posts every now and again. He said, man, I want to learn more about these apartments. What are you doing? And we started to catch up. And I could find out what Bryce has been doing. He's been Greensboro, Charlotte, basically all over the country if I, if I tell the story the right way. But we'll give him an opportunity to do that. But we connected. And he started telling me about the Gap Boys and a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, man, we need to share this story in the Dreamcatchers podcast. So... We got everything hooked up and we scheduled up. We called Bryce out of place today, but he's doing it from the car, which I appreciate his commitment to the cause. So Bryce, if you don't mind, give the listeners a background on, you know, where you've been, what you've done and what you're working on. 
Sure. Um, met Jerome in high school, and that kind of was where I started to put together my path. Uh, had dreamed of playing professional sports, just like so many other kids in our community. And I was fortunate enough to get a, a scholarship. And the scholarship uh, was my first real paradigm shift from seeing the environment of Fayetteville and the way that this, the economics were, and then going to Greensboro, North Carolina, and seeing how it is to be in a community full of people that were affluent, that had already been to school, or people that had worked around call centers and things like that. So that was the first big jump uh, was a change in environment from chasing football. Uh, after getting there, I, I went through school as a, as a PE major. And I had to have a second concentration in business. Now, had I applied myself a little bit tighter and been uh, business-oriented from the beginning, I probably would be in a different place in life financially. I'm not in a bad spot, but I, I say that to say that I've, I've had decisions to make over time whenever the opportunity presented itself. So football was a one opportunity, and I made a decision to further my education with that. Uh, the second opportunity was being in a place where the, there was a uh, business affluence that was way different than mine. So I took advantage and wound up working in banking uh, straight out of college, about 21, 22 years old. And I did that for eight years at a call center, not at the branch. So it gave me some experience uh, with one in particular with mortgages. Uh, that was my first taste of real estate. Uh, and since then, I've taken real estate courses. I've worked in insurance. Um, I was still able to combine all of that and take it to the next level with sports since I was playing collegiate sports and didn't get drafted. But we won, we won some championships, and uh, we went to some different places to the point they dropped a movie called Drumline after we had left Atlanta, Georgia, playing against uh, Jackson State. Um, we wound up on, on EA Sports, PlayStation, college football games. I myself have appeared in a movie. You can check it out on Vimeo. It's called Winning Lives, the Ted Ginn Senior Story. He's a great guy. Uh, he influenced me to do the Gap Boys program that Jerome just spoke about. He influenced me to become a pillar in my community by going ahead and asserting some of the things that we, we knew from, from being at the ground level all the time, that grassroots. And one of those things that led to me creating this company called Huey Life, and it's an acronym uh, that speaks about uniting people. So... The acronym is Help Unite, Help Inspire Life. And the biggest uh, problem that I saw growing up as a young man chasing sports or thinking about producing or making music or just kind of not really knowing what I was going to do was because there was a communication barrier uh, transgenerationally. There's a communication barrier between races. There's a communication barrier between people of different ages. Uh, there's a communication barrier between people of, of different levels of education. So to play my part in, in, in reducing some of the aftermath 
and all of the different skill sets you pick up from being in a dysfunctional community, I came back with the Gap Boys. And that's our uh, junior film crew. I'm a film producer certified uh, from Raleigh TV Network uh, up on Martin Street in Raleigh. And they provided me with courses to learn how to shoot film, learn how to ground out the sound and static and, and, and make things seamless when we have the audio. So I started teaching some of my kids that I coached. And this is a message to anybody out there watching. You don't have to have money to make an impact in your community. But a good idea would lead you to making money because others will see the value in what it is that you add. So I took $25 and became a recreation football coach. I had parents that would bring their children to practice sometimes and then others they wouldn't because they would complain about what was going on at school. A lot of these young men were uh, being reared in single parent homes or if they had a father, the work that was required for that father to be going out of the door and doing every day kept him out of the mix between what would happen at school and what would happen at practice and what would happen at home again. So I was getting phone calls all the time, Jerome, uh, from mothers asking, what do you have? Do you have anything to help him? Because he, only time he seems to listen is when he's out there with y'all. So, okay. Uh, help Unite, Help Inspire Life. $25 got me into coaching, and there's a bus route all the way across the nation. For anybody listening who want to get involved with me, this is a, a definite uh, uh, su subscription to how to do it yourself. There's a bus route that has a Parks and Recreation Center building that it goes by. That same bus route goes by the front door of all the children that actually need help. The mentoring, tutoring, and volunteer educating aspect of what we do at Huey is also combined with vocational rehab. Kind of like what you heard Nipsey Hussle talking about. Kind of like what you hear Mr. Myers talking about, being able to mobilize people to a point where they are actually being productive in society, creating money, creating not just cash flow, but wealth. So there were some things that I learned around, along the way from working in that bank that I could teach the children right at the parks and rec level through a curriculum. There were things that I learned in college that I could teach them. But hey, it would be too much for me to teach. So the elementary school anywhere USA has a social worker that's working there, and they're trying to perform a, a, a paradigm shift on the kids there that might show promise and teach them how to dress for success, teach them how to get along with each other and communicate. That's the first step. So what Huey did was get the children, some in Parks and Rec, some of them around in the community, but get them to a stable place, a location where we don't have an overhead and we actually can perform meetings there. What goes on at a meeting, the children that are already acclimated to behaving a certain way for success are starting to meet those that haven't been. And you can kind of do the math in between on how organic of a relationship that is when you have children that are going to be at a school in the next year or two, and they already have a cool group of guys to hang out with that are doing the right thing. So that was the, 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 the force behind creating uh, Huey Life and our flagship program called the Gap Boys. 
And it's not just for boys. We want to expand the girls, but right now we've started with the boys because the boys chase the sports and chase the entertainment and chase the things that are shiny, looking for uh, some type of return. And when it's not instant, since a lot of what society from microwaves to, to TV, TVR, since it's an instant gratification want that these kids have, they don't apply themselves if things don't happen right away for them. And then they become problematic. So we want to be able to teach children how to destroy uh, any communication barriers that have been there transgenerationally and build stronger ones. And we do this using technology. You have a camera phone, you have a laptop. Our children are always watching. Our children are always ingesting information. Let's get into the point of view that they have. So our program that we teamed up with Fayetteville State's telecommunication program and some of the arts and uh, sciences students in the high schools because the librarian is now a uh, media specialist. So we teamed up with what is local, just like the Parks and Rec Center, just like the social workers. We teamed up there and we started to create a program called Find Your Focus. We want the kids to find their focus. What is it that you focus on? Does little John John focus on football? Does his brother or sister focus on math? Somebody likes dirt bikes, somebody likes video games. Let's get into the point of view so that we can see what we're attracted to and also compare what we're not used to and kind of implement a program that'll help us expose kids to experiences that tear down barriers. So there's not an issue when you see a cop, you don't feel like running. There's not an issue when somebody is holding books or talking about something that's inside of a book. It doesn't have to be cool to everybody to allow other people to engage it. There's not an issue with the difference in religions and so many other uh, faculties revolving around financial literacy. So we found a way to solve this, Jerome, <clears throat> by using technology, by using the transit system and the bus routes and the school system that already has these dress for success uh, leaders and pulling all of that together uh, and, and having fun doing it. So that is my baby. That is the program uh, called Huey Life. And we have the Gap Boys going against poverty by offering youth solutions. Uh, very similar uh, to some of the programs that have STEAM and and uh, some other arts and history programs will be expanding as well. We've gone to Boys and Girls. We've gone to the local sheriff's department. We've gone to the uh, court system with juvenile justice, uh, ROTC locally at Pine Forest High School and at Terry Sanford High School because there's a discipline quotient that can be given out right in your community without having to transform yourself. They already have discipline in the military. They teach that to the ROTC students who have time to give back to the community. So again, um, the last piece of it all is vocational rehab. I have a trade, uh, a skill in carpentry. Now, I chased football for years from middle school to high school to college and then on. But the value of having that trade makes all of that pale in comparison to it. And I had a blast, won a national championship, met a lot of idols and everything else, but it doesn't equate 
to wealth at the end of the day. It equates to a whole bunch of experiences that are fun, but the value of them you can't monetize. So we are answering that need in the community of making people able to produce and make money, uh, but also do it in a legal way, do it in a healthy way, and do it in a fun way that they can show other people and have merit about it. So um, that's what we're doing on the 501c3 side of things, Jerome. We have some for-profit business too, I'll, I'll kind of glaze over, but I really just want to, to get that out there about what we're doing with Huey. We want to send a shout out to Dwayne Allen, uh, NFL tight end for the New England Patriots, who has made a contribution to us in the past years to help with the kids with T-shirts and also uh, by doing a camp. Uh, we also want to also give a shout out to Fayetteville Tech Unit, uh, Fayetteville Technical Community Community College, because they have offered their services with the barbers. We've gotten our our boys' hair uh, haircuts before Mother's Day and Father's Day. Uh, the horticultural and the technical department of Fayetteville Tech has also provided us with, with carnations, you know, for Mother's Day and Easter and so forth. So the point is, man, if you are listening and you can keep up with it, I only spent $25 to make an impact this far. And you can do that by engaging the resources that are already around you. Instead of watching the news, having an emotion about it, and doing nothing. Get involved. Write it off if you're a venture capitalist. Um, but that's the that's the crux of what we're doing with the nonprofit side, man. We're always looking for partners. That's beautiful, man, and comprehensive. I don't. Whew. So, tell me, man, what what are the three defining moments that got you to this place, right? To be community minded, to give up what I think could have been a life that was empty and just chasing money to one of significance and making real impact in your community? Well, um, some of the people that I met along the way, of course, um, the ability to grasp, I think the first piece, the first thing that, that helped me to get to where I'm at was the ability to grasp that I needed to grow. And with as much as I knew, I was still illiterate when it came to my finances. I would still do things that didn't make sense, uh, living check to check, you know, or, or being able to splurge. And then at the same time, now you're trading hours for dollars again, back into that whole cycle. But that was the first thing. Uh, I met someone that prompted me to get a grasp on my financial literacy. And that also got me into private wealth. Uh, management into that space working. Uh, I worked with a, a, a very wealthy individual out of Primerica who went on to create his own financial firm and have a book of business that would just blow your mind. He had his own asset management company, his own financial services company, and he actually had a debit card. So I saw that previously getting the financial literacy would lead me to a space where I could be with people that would use my value and it would also push me along the corporate ladder. So I was able to pick up an insurance license. Uh, like I said, I went into real estate and uh, did some property management life, but I have had those experiences 
because of the people that I was surrounding myself with. And lastly, uh, the third thing that impacted me to, to really give me that community sense was being shot. I was a part of a what turned out to be an attempted murder suicide for all of those who are listening. I, it was nonviolent. It was no drugs or any type of sex crime, anything weird like that. Somebody broke into my house. Come to find out I knew the person, but we of course had a, a physical tussle, which was like fighting for your life, literally. So I've been there in a space where I can relate to soldiers who have been diagnosed with everything from PTSD to psychosis. I understand what that is to go from zero to a million and with no recourse if you don't succeed. Uh, and it Hey guys, back in 2016, me and the team decided to formalize Dreamcatchers as an organization to help people achieve their wildest dreams. If this is you, please visit our website at dreamshouldbereal.com in order to find out the details of our services and how we can help you become a Dreamcatcher. Talk to you soon. Uh, and it was just as illogical as walking in front of traffic. So I went to a very closed place, really enamored, didn't want to have to do anything with business. I, I didn't want to wear the clothes anymore, talk the lingo, you know, engage with, with those circles. Because to me at that time, it had got me into being a target. So taking that whole experience, going to retirement communities afterwards, because of the veterans around here locally in Fayetteville, I happened to walk past them just in regular transit. And I was able to, to share some of my pain with guys who had been through that too. And in doing so, I received a phone call uh, from a buddy of mine to come down and coach. You know, it was everything stealing my anger away that could possibly happen. And I allowed it to go ahead and be stolen. I allowed it to, to I allow myself to release that. And um, it gave me back what I used to be professionally, you know, but it also gave me a peace of mind as a man that you can manifest some of your worst fears simply by fearing them. Life is so much better if you go forward and focus on what you want. So the cerebral part of what Myers Methods has going on, the peace that's missing in the community, the transition I had to go through to embrace it this way has put me here. It put me coincidentally waking up at the right time in the morning to see Jerome showing up multifamily property. Uh, it gave me the vocabulary to show him that I had been to some places. And, and I'll add this story in. <laughs> it, it goes back to college with me and Jerome because we knew each other in high school, but we knew each other in college too. And I call myself uh, mentoring him, I was uh, I was very, I guess you could say, aggressive defensive ball player, and even off the field sometimes because of different things that went on in the community that had left me scarred. Like most boys in those single parent homes, I had a chip on my shoulder, and I could relate to seeing people uh, that were in pain. But I couldn't quite grasp seeing people that were happy, especially boys with their fathers. So I had a real bad episode of man, 
I wish that my family was structured the same way. And I was, uh, and, and then what I mean by that is I was, I was staying with a friend and the friend had went out to dinner with his father and invited me to stop by there after I left the house where I was staying with him at, dropped the key off to him. And I went and what I saw, it shook me to my core because I saw two men that looked alike laughing and enjoying each other. And I could tell his father respected him and he respected his father. And I've become that man subsequently by being a coach, uh, a father to my own. I have two boys. But in that moment, I didn't know how to express myself. I didn't know how to express how I felt looking at my homeboy and his father. So I left from there and went to a neighborhood where, where Jerome was at. I think there was a lot of other college students staying there. I was just trying to air out, you know, and I saw him and I was like, oh, that's somebody from home I can relate to. Let me go talk to him. <clears throat> but I had told myself that I wasn't going to allow anybody to fool with me that day. <laughs> so when I met Jerome on a peaceful note, of course, there were some guys playing with water. They were throwing water balloons and shooting you know, water guns and stuff. And they accidentally uh, got some water on me when I was mid-sentence with Jerome. I think I was saying, man, how are you doing? Or something to that effect about school. And it just turned into melee. I, I, uh, I came unglued, like you see in the news so much, with people who are walking around fused so tight with different things. And if you don't, find what I was reaching for that day, a person to relate to. If you don't find somebody to relate to out here, which brings it all full circle, in your community, whether it's through the computer or locally, you are going to have problems with progressing out of whatever that cycle is that your life has become. So to anyone that hasn't gotten involved or hasn't tuned into these podcasts in the past for forward mobility, that is exactly what you will get because I saw where Jerome was and I see where he is now, just like he's looking at me and we can both go back home and stand and look at our peers and say that, Hey man, we're like in a one percentile right now, you know? So I'm in it to win it uh, to the end for the children. Let's please help them to become financially literate so that these conversations that we have do become transgenerational. It may not be for everyone, but we do need a workforce as well. So um, that is where I'm at my place. That's our, our nonprofit. That's the, the, the gas behind it uh, is, is people and experiences and teaching how to communicate in a healthy way. It actually builds communities when you can talk to each other, regardless of what your preconceived notion is, we can rebuild whatever you're missing just by knowing each other. So that's what the uh, what Huey is about, um, Jerome, and, and I have here just real briefly uh, some more pieces we can, we can kind of glaze over dealing with the for-profit business that, uh, that'll be coming out soon. Actually already started here in Fayetteville. Nice. And so that was my next question. What dream are you most focused on catching next? Well, um, it kind of piggybacks off with helping the, the children with those boys in particular. 
that had mothers that would come to practice, uh, I could see that there were some concessions. Had they been available, the whole family would be different. I've seen children get argued at like grown men. I've seen uh, situations where if a person could provide for them, they would have to, you know, just say So what I did was look at the industry to me that never runs out of money. And that's the beauty supply industry. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Uh, the same people that, that go and patronize restaurants and even uh, sporting events, just about every walk of life, are going into that beauty supply space for something, whether it's for Walmart or whether it's from a salon somewhere. So um, a, a alumni, uh, a classmate of mine from A&T, she became a biomedical engineer, a chemical engineer, uh, paramedical skin specialist, esthetician, you name it. And after leaving A&T with all of that, she went up to NYU, then went and worked for Procter & Gamble then started making her own products, holistic products, uh, products that don't cost you on the side of beauty. So together we created a business called girlby.com. And we use that colloquial slang because we want to spur this, the, the thinking of there is no price to pay for beauty. You don't have to have alopecia and lupus and fibroids and breast cancer because you are ignorant to the choices in the marketplace having that type of impact on you. So um, we started back in, in 2015 doing a few hair shows, had our sister scientists come in from Black Enterprise Magazine, and she actually owns her own pharmaceutical manufacturing company. And we had uh, Angie Stevens from Kim Kimball's LA Hair to come in, and they taught the individuals from uh, Charlotte's Empire Hair School at the time, how to use products that wouldn't harm the person because the market is shifting to green and market is shifting to clean and, you know, um, uh, free products. And what I mean by free, they have nail polishes that are nine, uh, seven, five free of, of products that would impact the pregnant woman's uh, fetus. You know, so there's a shift in consciousness, and there's a lot of accountability on, on Capitol Hill for, for uh, bad uh, business or integrity when it came to the products in the past in that industry. And we've chosen that to target now. So we're looking to franchise. Uh, we have our first shop, um, 4808 Ramsey Street, Suite 108. We're open every day except Sunday on Fridays and Saturdays up until 10 p.m. And again, the shop name is Girl Buy, so it'll be catchy. But by no means are we unprofessional, and the ambiance of the shop is very upscale. But the price point is reasonable. So um, that and doing landscaping and renovations uh, to also help rebuild the community. And, you know, of course, we want to get in that commercial space at some point. But those are the the the... the two things that are combining my today, everyday wake up dream. Uh, so it made space, it made sense to get back into this space with multifamily because I've had some experience with, with uh, mortgages, with REITs, with, with private wealth, with community, you know, so it just all makes sense now. I don't have to do anything 
that keeps me scattered. Regardless of how much you might have heard today, it all goes in a circular fashion where it feeds itself. Uh, real quickly, dealing with the community will always yield people that have issues and problems that don't know where the resources are. There's no problem with, there's no issue with giving them a makeover. Whether it's something that allows this person to get a job and they become employed or to be pleasant on their job and impact someone else who may be about to open the door that all of us could walk through. But those two things, community and cosmetics kind of go together. I don't think we've been in a place where, where barbers and uh, hairdressers or hair professionals are celebrated as much, but these are the people that put the faces on folks that go and do the deals. You're not doing the deal with a guy that looks like he just fell off the back of <laughs> of a truck somewhere in, uh, in, in Kansas and hadn't shaved, and hadn't, you know, unless he has a track record that shows. So we try to make sure that we can, we can exchange what we feel with services in the community that other people can go to and tap into. So it's not just, a, oh yeah, we're helping everybody. No, here's how. And uh, that's what we stand for, man. Solutions. It's beautiful. What are you most grateful for? My family. Of my son in particular, my oldest son, uh, when he came about, there were some questions about which way I was going career-wise. And uh, he's a he's an architect. You know, I, a big reason I'm in this trade of carpentry is because of him. And he's a Minecraft wizard. You know, and it's it's actually caused his vocabulary to expand at six years old. So watching him and being a part of what we're doing here, uh, it just excites me. And I was glad that that I made made the sacrifices, you know, to be a father that's present. Love it. So, <clears throat> what's the one thing you want people to take away from this conversation, Bryce? You have the ability to respond. Uh, it might have been something in the past that you thought required finances. But if you see something going on in your community that you don't like, of course, there's, uh, there's you know, the civil route of, of protesting or filing complaints or going and speaking about it, making it express. And there's also a camaraderie that you'll gain from it that'll take care of that loneliness that so many people in America are experiencing, even though they act like they're good going to work and doing all these other things, corporate wellness exists for a reason. So uh, just respond, you know, have thoughts that lead you to places where resources are and you'll get what, whatever is wrong in your community, you will be able to solve it. But be, but be open-minded enough to think that you can respond. I did it. <laughs> that would change your life. I think you're operating at a higher frequency, higher vibration when you get out of that primal state, that carnal state where you react, right? You're just going off instinct versus actually taking time to consider the ramifications of your decision and then yeah. choosing the one that actually yields consequences that you actually want to deal with. So... I appreciate that. There's a ton of wisdom in that statement, man. Thank you, sir.
If you guys made it to this point of the interview, you must be enjoying what's happening here on the Dreamcatchers podcast. I'd love you if you would do me a favor and give us a like, rating, written review, and share it with at least one of your friends. Bryce, I appreciate you making an investment of time in me today, giving me an update on all the amazing things you've been done. I've been a fan ever since I saw you for the first time, followed in your footsteps, got to do right. a lot of the same things you did, man. So I'm just excited to be reconnected with you on a different plane, man. Talk to you hey. soon. I will. All right. Take care. Thank you for joining the tribe today. We would love to hear from you. Please don't forget to rate, like, and share. Perhaps someone you know could benefit from what we've discussed. Until the next time, remember that your dreams should be real.